0: Aloha and ta'alofa to you. Welcome to another episode of the Ohana podcast. My name is Lima and I am your host. And today our topic is about the children in our Ohana. In other words, the, the children in God's family, in God's house. Children are a vital part of the church. And in some cases, we forget that as members of the Lord's body. Sometimes the children are neglected. Um, they are left to their own or they are viewed, uh, you know, in, in in a less important Uh, uh, way, if I could say that, Um, take, for example, sometimes during the worship service, right, sometimes children will cry or they will play or, you know, they will throw a tantrum (laughs) during the worship service and and then, you know, people start looking and, and start turning their heads and, you know, Make, making parents uncomfortable, or if you, that was your child, you feel that pressure coming from the others. And, and, and so, uh, and sometimes parents, you know, they, 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 you know, they forget that they're just children. Right. And so sometimes people get mad at children being loud in the churches or people, Will give the look, take that child outside or to the back, or or they give that look that you need to handle your child, right? Now, now, don't get me wrong. Discipline is is very important for children, but when children cry in the church, when children make noise in the church, um, especially when I'm preaching, it really doesn't bother me, and it really shouldn't bother us to the point where. We are angry towards the parents, or we are angry towards the children, right? It shouldn't bother us. When when I hear children cry in the church, it, it says a lot to me, right? It tells me here's a here's a mom or a dad or parents who've taken the time to bring their children to be with the Lord's family, to bring their children to worship God and to learn from his word. Here are parents who are trying. And, and if you're listening, you're a parent, I, I want to commend you for, for your work. It's hard work. I have six children. I know how hard it is to get them to sit down, to get them to behave, uh, to get them to, to you know to, to participate in worship. I always tell my children, what do we do in worship? And the older, the older three, they they know what to say. The 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 younger three, they're following their example. Uh, when I ask the older three, "What do we do in worship?" They, they not only you know mention the five acts of worship, but I also make sure that they they respond with, "We participate in worship," right? And so my older three kids are now uh, nine, eight, and seven, and they have been very good in worship. Why? Because we trained them, we taught them, you know, that this is not the time to play. This is the time to worship God. And they've been doing that since, since Titus was three, uh, Thea was four, Annabeth was five. And they they were very good listeners and and still are, but they're still kids, right? And, And so when we hear kids in the church, it, it's, it's a blessing. It, it tells us there's a future for the church. It tells us that parents want their children to listen to the word of God. It, it reminds me of, of what happened in, in Matthew 19. If you have a Bible with you, go with me to Matthew 19. A- and so the Bible says this in verse 13, then, ch- then little children were brought to him and he put, and that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. Sometimes I think this way, you know, when, when people are mad at kids crying in the assembly or kids uh, being kids in the assembly, I cannot help but but think of them as sort of like the, the disciples of Jesus here that try to prevent these children being brought to him. Right? Notice Jesus wants the little children to come to him. He says, do not forbid them. And then he says this, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Children are pure heart, right? They're not born sinners. They're not born depraved sinners. Children are not sinners. Uh, Children are pure. Jesus taught that we should be like children. In what sense? Childish? No. But in the sense that they are pure of heart. They are dependent on their parents, and so we should be dependent on God. They forgive so quickly. You ever seen children get mad at each other, and then just two to three minutes later, they're playing together again like nothing happened? We as adults can learn from that, not to hold grudges, right? And, and so you see here, Jesus wants children to come to him. So you, you have to think about that, right? In the church, when children are there, be happy because the parents are bringing them to Jesus. They're bringing them to worship, to encourage them, and to teach them, right? And so it's our responsibility as a church to make the children feel welcome, to make the children understand what worship is, and teach them the will of God. And that's, that's where I want to go with our podcast. I want to highlight some of the things that that we should do and, and continue to do as parents, as members of the church, when it comes to our children, right? The ch- child. Number one, children need to be taught of God all the time. All right. You understand what I mean by all the time, right? I don't mean every second, but I mean consistently throughout their day. It is our duty as parents to point them to God each day. It's our duty to utilize the experiences of the day-to-day basis and and, and opportunities that we have on a day-to-day basis to point our children to God. You go with me to Deuteronomy chapter six in your Bible. Here in Deuteronomy chapter six, this is what God demanded of the of the Israelites concerning their children. So I want to begin from verse four, Deuteronomy six, and verse four. Uh, this is Moses giving the law to the new generation, the generation that was numbered, right? The new one, not the one that perished. As we read in the book of Numbers, this is the new one that's getting ready to enter the land of Canaan. They're getting ready to go over and conquer that land. And verse 4 says here in Deuteronomy 6, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Verse 7, listen to this. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Notice parents, are responsibility in principle, this carries on in the Christian uh, uh, way, right? This was given to Israel, but the principles, if you want to develop a godly society, if you want to develop a godly home, you have To be an example to your children in your relationship with God. And you have to teach your children how they can build a relationship with God. Right. The Bible says here, Deuteronomy 6 and verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children. So there's this, this uh, intensity in our teaching. All right. We have to be intentional in our approach to teaching our children god's will it's not something that 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 it's like carelessly done right so, sometimes uh we 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 do a poor job at this as parents we, we we don't teach them uh things that they need to know about god because because we're, sometimes we're lazy as parents sometimes It's not a priority as parents. Sometimes it's just we're going off of whatever knowledge that we have. And so that's why it's so important to have resources and different tools that are available to us today that will help us as parents in teaching our children about God. Right. So there has to be that diligence in our approach in teaching them about God. Now, the verse continues on. He says, you shall teach them. Uh, uh, teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you are home with your kids, take an opportunity, take a moment to talk to them about God, all right, it can go something like this, while we're sitting at the table, you, you can say something like this, kids, God is so good, isn't he? And 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 maybe they're very little, and they might say, "Well, well, who, well, what what do you mean?" And you gotta you gotta use that opportunity to emphasize. Look at our house. Look at the food on our table. Look at the water that we are able to drink. The money. Look at our cars, our clothing, our toys, our iPads and tablets, all the applications. Look at all that we have. God is good, right? Use those opportunities, right? The word says you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you sit in your house, you tell your children, Jesus loves you. And Jesus wants you to grow up and live this kind of life because Jesus wants you to do the right thing and and so on and so forth. You, You make sure your children hear about God and his commandments when you are in your house, all right? A lot of the problems that we are facing in our country are are there because there's a major problem at home, right? Parents, you you have the ability to change the culture and society by raising your children to be God fearing. Right? More and more kids grow up to be entitled, uh, godless. Uh, to, live in immorality and it's because that's what's that is what they were exposed to that is what is being taught to them and modeled before them but when when we are in our house with our children we need to teach them god's word so talk to them when you were in your house notice what the verse continues on says when you walk by the way when you're outside when you're traveling here in Hawaii, there's a lot of beauty in Hawaii, the beauty of God's creation. When we drive anywhere on this island, especially on the windward side of the island, there are a lot of beautiful things. A Chinaman's hat, the, the wonderful beaches, or maybe a, a drive at night, the beautiful stars and the moon and the sunrises, the sunset, the the animals, the turtles, the monk seals, the trees, the palm trees, all of these things that surround us, the beauty of God's creation here in Hawaii. And so if you're in Hawaii or, or wherever you are, when you're outside with your children, you, you teach them that there's a God, right? When, when they say, whoa, look at the sunrise, you tell them, you know, God made the lights. Or you may even... Check their knowledge uh, of their Bible classes, right? Ask them, what day did God create the sun and the moon and the stars and the sky galore, right? When you're outside, use the opportunities that are there. Create the opportunities to teach them about God, to remind them of who he is. When you are in your house, when you are walking by the way when you lie down right when you lie down in other words when you're getting ready to go to sleep getting ready for bed or maybe you're you're just taking a rest talk to them about god right and every night teach your children to before they go to sleep to say prayer even better have a family Bible night we in, in our house we we have Bible time every night, and that includes Wednesday and Sunday now now you know this 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 is something that Athena and I start doing uh, in 2016 and we've gotten better and and there were times where we slacked there are times that uh, I have forgotten about Bible time, but because the kids were were ingrained in it right they, they remember it, they were taught it they would remind me daddy it's bible time right? daddy we forgot bible time and you know and bible time doesn't have to be you know a, a strictly a bible study bible time is anything you have to make it fun for your children you know bible time can be an experience from the workplace where right? you come home and you sit everyone down and, and say Kids and, and mom, this is what happened to dad at work, and use those experiences to bring in God's word. But right? you talk to them about what happened at work, or you talk to them what, what you know about what happened, you know, in the church or anything, anything. Bible time can be a time for sharing your experiences with them, and and then and then connecting the scriptures to that. It can be the reading of the Bible. It can be a singing night. It can be role playing night. You you pick up a, a story in the Bible and you act it out and and you know make it fun for your children. One one night in in, in our Bible time, uh, family Bible time, uh, we we try to do uh, who can say the books of the Bible the fastest, right? And 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 Thea was five years old and she did it in twenty five seconds. Right now that was fast for a five-year-old. five-year-old. She, she was, now, of course, I can understand when she's saying a Bible, but if you had strict rules, then you probably say, well, she didn't enunciate every syllable, <laughs> right? Uh, but that's okay. See, you have to make Bible time creative for your kids. Sometimes when we're all tired, we're exhausted, Bible time would be a prayer. And we use this time to, you know, sometimes I lead the prayer. When I'm not feeling good, sometimes I ask Athena to lead the prayer. Sometimes the kids, you know, we let the kids lead the prayer. Each of them will say a prayer, and that's how we teach them how to pray. Do that every night with your kids. It'd be great. And so, again, verse 7, it says, you talk to them while you're in your house, when you're walking by the way, when you're lying down, when you rise up, you know, you, you want to you train your kids to prioritize God. Let them see that. That's the first thing you they see when they wake up in the morning. When they wake up in the morning, they see you praying. They see you reading the scriptures. They see you, your, your husband and wife, together at the table. You know, it, it takes time to do that. And it 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 takes discipline to do something like that, but it's important, right? We have to teach our children God's will. Number two, we have to model God's will to our children, right? the The worst thing that will that can happen is this: is that you try and teach them the Bible and the right things but then they see you not doing it, right? For example, you tell your kids, don't lie. Don't tell lies. Lying is bad. And then they see you lying. There's, There's no point of that teaching. If they see you, you know, if they see you do the opposite of what the word of God says. And so they need the model to be you parents to be us, right even at the church if, if you're just listening you don't have children and you're a member of the church even at the church you have to be a model for the young people All Right, be- because one of the one of the bad things that can happen is this you know the parents teach their children you know to to the, the the will of god and to do the right thing only for them to come and 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 come to church and then they see another christian doing the wrong thing right and so everyone has to be a model everyone has to be an example to these children because they are watching right we we cannot fool kids right if, if we are fake in christianity they'll see right through it they'll see it all right and so we often we often we oft, you know sometimes we're so good at putting on our masks when we come to church. We put on these masks, we we make it look like our marriage is good and and our children are are good, children, they behave and whatnot. but but at home, really, there's problems in the marriage. there's fighting in the marriage. there's there's all of these bad things happening at home. And guess who knows? the kids know. The kids know. And they'll model it. All right. Children, they they are a direct imprint of us parents. They'll want to wear what we wear. They want to go to places that we like to go. They'll, they'll want to do things that we that, that we like to do. And 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 it's just the truth, right? They follow everything parents do. And so so they need good examples in their lives of what Christianity is, right? And last but not least, we need to help our kids in the church, in the family, participate in the work of the church, right? If you know that, that the children can handle something, you know, something simple, like, Helping you prep communion when when I do communion, I I have my kids come to church and and help me prep communion and they love to help children love to help they like to do things and and let them make their mistakes right children will be children let them mess something up right while they're trying. And you use that opportunity to teach them and explain to them, you know, it's okay. You're learning to do this. I appreciate you doing this. And so we're gonna do better next time, right? So you use these opportunities, give the kids something to do to make them realize that that, hey, I I do this for my church. Right? I I'm I'm able to help with the work of my church because I'm I'm doing this. I'm passing out bulletins i'm giving out lays in, in our congregation we give out lays you know it's a way to greet it's just part of the hawaiian culture so we give out lays to all our visitors some visitors love it when the children give them the lay you know and so we have to give them something to do uh, if you have a card ministry have the children write cards you know uh People love it when, when they read cards from children. It it hits different for them, but they'll love it. You know, let them scribble all over the card and, and try to spell out the name of the person. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter how crooked the the wording is, have them do it. Because it's important for the children to, to be able to participate and be active in the church. Right now, not just this group of people that that gets taken to the nursery. That 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 is that are told to shut up while worship is happening, that are that are limited because we 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 decided, you know, they're not ready for this. So 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 we can't just use kids because they might mess everything up. You can't do that to the children of the church. You have to. Give them some tasks and some things to do because it will help them. They will love it Then they will grow. And so those are three things I wanted to set forth for us in this podcast. You know, concerning the Ohana and the church, they are vital to the future of the congregation, to the future of the church. They are vital in the changing of the culture of society, right? They're, they're, they're very important bible says children are heritage from the lord they're blessing from the lord and so we have to train them up we have to teach them the will of god we have to model for them the will of god we have to give them tasks assignments within the church that they can accomplish they can do to to show them that they have a, a role to play in the work of the church, and they do. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you're having a a great day. And uh, if you have any comments or or questions, feel free to to reach out to, to our network. We'd love to help you and serve you in any way we can. Thank you so much for listening. All glory to God.